special guest, former LSU basketball legend who is currently number three all-time for LSU scoring at 1,989 points, 2022 Louisiana High School Sports Hall of Famer, men's basketball special assistant to head coach, LSU's very own Tasman Bishop. Let's go. Let's How are you feeling go. today, coach? I'm doing great, feeling great. Just got work out in, got my run in, so I feel great. How many miles did you do today? I did two today. Normally I do three to four, okay. but I did two today because I was rushing the time, so I had to get to the best podcast in the country. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Y'all heard what you said, best podcast best in the podcast country. Best podcast in the country right here, baby. Oh, whatever you want, whatever you want. Okay. Do, I'm going to let you win, though, because you know it's just. Let me. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. Me, you may not know, you're originally from Louisiana, um, born and raised in Denham, played high school ball at Denham Springs, and then returned to LSU to play ball. So, what made you continue your coaching career here? Um, well, I retired. Uh, we had the great flood. Um, I, 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 I played ball. I played seven years of football. I played in uh, Paris. I played in France two years. I lived in Paris, France my last year. And I uh, played in Moscow, Russia. And also played in uh, Israel two years as well. And I played in the G League with the uh, with, with, with the Cleveland Cavaliers G League team. So in 2016, I was, I was 29. I, re I retired because uh, we had the Great Flood. I don't know if you heard about the Great Flood um, where it wiped out everybody. It wiped out everything mm -hmm. in my area. My mom lost her house. My aunt lost her house. You know, everybody, everybody in my family lost their house. So I was scheduled to go back to Europe to go back. And I couldn't leave my family like that and just like that. So I'm like, we're going to struggle, we're going to struggle together, we're going to get this up together. So, um, and then during that time, my grandmother had developed breast cancer. And uh, she, uh, you know, that's like my heart. So she uh, she needed me, you know, I felt like she needed me. My mom had to work and I wasn't really, I don't have, I didn't have no in-state job. My job was just going to year and playing ball. But when I'm home, I wasn't working, I was just working out. So I just made it, tried to make it easy for the family, man. So I was just there for her and I wanted to be there for her mentally. And uh, spiritually for for her, so I stayed home. Just didn't want to get my girls, I got daughters, so it kept getting harder and harder to leave them. I used to be gone for like ten months and only home like two months, two and a half months, and then I go back and I did it so long that every time I left, it get bigger and bigger and bigger. So my girls, so I went to the dad's heart. So yeah. I um I just decided to stay home. I decided to stay home. I couldn't go back. My heart was telling me just I couldn't get on that plane and go back. So I'm just here for my grandmother through a whole process, went through all her chemo with her and the radiation appointments where I took it everywhere doctor appointment. And I was just there just me and her about by her side, you know, with my mom and everybody else had had to work and do stuff like that. I was just there where I stuff. My heart just got heavy enough to stay here and I just didn't want to go play ball no more. So that's my home home so that's what happened. That's why I ended up staying home and I saw a new coach got hired. Uh, it was the same year I came. I became an SEC legend. So they, they deemed me as an SEC legend. So um, they fired the, the coach. Uh, they fired the coach before the last coach. And um, you know, I sat down. Yeah, we'll wait. And uh, I just sat down and talked with him. And he was like, uh, you know, we talked when we got see the vision. Was moving. I love that shoe. You know, what I'm saying my heart is up in the And uh, you know, we just sitting down talking and. You see his vision for the, for the program. I loved it, and you know, so I was like, okay, cool. And then I shook my shake his hand and left, and then he called me on the phone. Mm -hmm. He was like, hey, I don't know if you're not playing anymore. I was, I was, I was already figuring out, trying to figure out what I'm gonna do. If I'm not playing, what I'm gonna do? Am I gonna 
you know, am I going to coach? Am I going to try to get another job or something like that? I didn't even, you know, I had made a little money, so I wasn't really planning on working so soon, but I wanted to get into my second life. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's what happened. He called me and asked me, hey, I don't know if you plan on going back to Europe, but I want to hire you on the staff. Um, you know, I want to hire a former player who knows the city, knows everybody, and connecting with everybody, who loves LSU just as much as anybody. So, and he said, he said, hey, take a couple days, talk to your family, think about it. I ain't thinking about here, I'm home, man. Thank you. I was just looking, I was praying about it. I was praying, man, tell me what to do. You know, I was just praying to God, like, let me know what to do. And it happened right there. I was already, that, that same year, I was volunteering. I was volunteering coaching at my high school for my high school team. Okay. And then after that, it got official and Will Wade that offered me a job. So I stayed home and never looked back. Okay, so how did you handle the transition and the rebuild with the new coaching staff and the player personnel? This year, this year, this year, this year. Well, um, you know, last year uh, the whole staff got fired, mm -hmm. but I, I was the only one they kept. Mm -hmm. I was the only one, so it was a transition. But it, but I was thankful. I was grateful that he saw favoring me. You know, to so keep me out of everybody else that got fired. You know, yeah. everybody else that got let go, he could have kept anybody he wanted to. He decided. He saw something. So he saw, must saw something. Yeah. And uh, I just decided to stay. And uh, it, but the transition been great, man. They're they're wonderful people, wonderful human beings. You know, it's good to work with good colleagues. That's, that's great people for one. You know, and then they're also great coaches. So we all want to struggle together. You know, I'm trying to rebuild the team. And it was the team been dismayed for a little bit as far as the past few months. We lost everybody in the transfer portal. Coming in and with the new staff, and also everybody, so we had to rebuild the team again. Mm -hmm. We had to be fast. So that's that's the lay of the land right there. Yes, sir. So with that having most of your players again transferred this year, how do you guys encourage your team when they're faced with adversity? Um, it's not really it's not really an uh, encouragement. You know, what I'm saying we just got rid of some old, most new. So that's that's basically how it goes. You know, if you're not if, if you if you're not doing the job at work. Really, <laughs> so That's right. so 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 I'm not. Um, you know, we know some guys well. They're wonderful, wonderful, wonderful human beings. They just didn't work out here, and uh, I'll do anything for the guys that left. You know, so they still you know, love those guys. Uh, we just feel like we want to go in a better direction. You know, so um, it's not really getting the team because because you got to do that every year. You keep recruit. That's recruiting. You get new guys every year, every year, every year. So it's like they got to adjust and move on with the fly. Yes, sir. Yeah. That's a great question because see how I play and see, and, and, and see, and see that's my transition as a coach. I have to realize that all these players are not built like me. You know, they're different. We come from a different era. You know, they, we, we come from an era of entitlement. The kids don't really want to work. They want stuff handed to them. You know, so, but I work hard for what I'm at today. You know, and I, I, I competed against the best. So I think they should have the same mind frame as me, and that's not okay. So what I'm doing, I'm gonna have to my transition into thinking they're me. I have to get out of that. I have to, I have to get out of that mindset. You know, I have to coach them on what their ability is and what they can do, not what I did. You know, so that's been the transition because I still have a player mentality. Yeah. Because I still can be playing right now. You know, so I just decided to to shut it down and just. But I still have the passion to get on the court and play and to be coached. But now I'm the coach now, so 
as the transition is all over the place, but I'm, I am better with it. This year, through the adversity that we faced with the team, I am a better coach today. Yes, sir. <laughs> Congratulations, Lance. Thank you. I've been playing against him. We, we, we was playing against each other since we were like nine, ten years old. Mm-hmm. You know, he was always big, I was big, so mm-hmm. we used to always face each other. So, and then eventually, as we got older, mm-hmm. we got we become friends. Uh, we like brothers now. You know what I'm saying? So we went to the same college, everything. You know, I mean, he went on to the professional. We got one on the professional somewhere else. But um, yeah, man, he's like my brother. I talk to him almost once a week. You know, he's, he's that's my guy. That's my guy. You know, you know, you gotta. You know, that's my man, you know, that's how I love him to death, regardless of, you know, who he is and what he done. You know what I'm saying? He still stands for me. He still stands for a great man to me. You know, that's my guy. Yes, and what are some of the key factors you would say going in, going to building a successful team? Oh, man, I would say character. Character. You got to want to coach these guys. You got to be coachable. Mm-hmm. You know, coachability. You know, it's, it's hard to. To say something to a player and shut down, even if you're not saying nothing, you know. So, and we face that a lot. Guys don't want to face reality on a real game, you know what I'm saying? So it's hard to. So they too busy listening to the delivery, not the message, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm, I'm 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 on that kind of time right there, you know. Like I, I just I just think that these these kids, as far as transitioning into listening and being coachable and character, having great character, guys, you want to coach, make it fun when you lose. Or when you may have been, that guy's fun to coach. I want guys that's fun to coach, guys who's who's dedicated to the game, guys who wants yeah. to get better, you mm-hmm. know. So yeah, that's that's what I want. That's what yeah. I like right there. How would you describe your coaching style? Do you feel like you say goals you set a goal for your team that's reachable or high expectations? Like we want this. Oh you know, I, I always I always have high expectations, but I have to have but I have to get better. You know, I have to check myself. I have to get better as a coach, too. You know what I'm saying? I can't. I have to get better. I have, I, I have to check my craft in order for me to be better for them. So I'm always looking at myself in the mirror. What can I do? What can I do wrong? What can I do wrong? What can I do right? So, so yeah, I'm always shooting for the stars. I'm always shooting for the stars. I want to shoot be successful every year, you know, national championship level. Now, I know sometimes it's not realistic based on the personnel and how seasons go. You never know how injuries in the personnel can go. But my expectations are high. I, I want to see other shoot at the top pinnacle. With baseball, football, basketball, women's basketball, soccer, I want everybody to you know, that's, that's my goal for everybody. I'm a team guy. I'm a goal. That's my goal for everybody, especially for the team that I coach. Yeah, I ain't, I'm not trying to accept nothing great. Hey. You know? Hey, now. And not saying they're not human. They make mistakes. We all make mistakes. I'm not saying the season won't go like that all the time, but. I expect greatness from another shoot. Okay. What's uh, one of the what's a big pep talk you give your guys before games to help them lock in? Uh, one of the main things you stress? Be a dog. Be a dog. Be a dog. And when I say be a dog, I don't mean no wolf That means be a dog, be be relentless. Yeah. Play with a sense of urgency. You know what I'm saying? Go 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 do the ninety five percent. The yeah. ninety five percent dive on the floor. Go get this offense rebound. Make a play for your teammate. Make the best pass for your teammate. Be unselfish, you know. But just being a dog. Don't, 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 don't buy down. Don't buy down to the opponent. 
at all. Keep bringing it, keep bringing it, keep bringing it. So that's my message. You know, my team is it's more, it's much more explicit. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. be a dog, you know, be a dog. Cause that's how that's what I want. I'm a dog. When I'm angry, who I'm playing against? Yeah. I'm, 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 you're not gonna work me. For sure, not gonna play me. So I always had that mentality going into my game. So I try to. So I feel like that can correlate, translate to today's game. Be a dog. Talk to somebody, like 
see where you at, what's your mind frame, what's your goals for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, like mental health is real. Yeah. A lot of kids can't develop because nobody's really attacking their mental health and asking them, are you okay? Are you fine? Are you going to court? What you going to court? You know what I'm just talking about? You know what I'm saying? So, 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 so that was a part. So that's, that's a part of development for me. See where their mindset at. And Jalen Cook had a chance to, 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 to mature mentally. And that's when his game took off. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so that's what I want to do. That's what that, that's how I help kids develop, man. Just basically because I'm because I'm like a player, you know. I'm still like a player. You know, I wear the same shoes. I wear the same. You know, I kind of wear the same clothes. But I'm it's probably flies coach. Well, that's what I'm talking. You know what to say. Come you on, know what to say. That's what I'm talking about. You know, what I'm talking about. But yeah. So, so like I say, that's 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 how I help them develop. You know, just just kind of instill what I was called, how I was brought up. You know, but I know it's different. But still, some of the same stuff still correlate to today. So I try to help them develop mentally first. What, what you want to do? You want, you want to work, so you really want to work. Really so, so you mean to tell me you're not going to waste my time? You know what I'm saying? Right. And, I, and I don't want to waste yours. You know what I'm saying? So let, let, we all got the same kind of goal. You want to win. You want to get to the next level. So it's work. You know. So that's that's what I, that's how I want to develop their mental health. Develop their mental health. You know, a lot of you never know what these kids are dealing with. That's why they can't step forward, and they also can't step forward because they haven't talked about. Once you let that burden go off your shoulders, so that's the limit. What's the team pregame workout song? Oh, man. Uh, some young boy. Man. <laughs> I, they, they love young boy. Young boy, YD. And I, you know, probably, you know, I don't know what young boy, that's the team. That, that's the, but it used to be HD for president. Bow, bow, bow. Oh, okay. You play that in the day. What get they get the, you know, so they get the dancing and stuff. Oh, you know what I'm saying? They get the jig and get the jig a little bit. And, uh, and yeah, that's what they, yeah, yeah, they get the jig a little bit. HD for president. Some, uh, some stuff like that. You know, it just, just, you know, it, it just sound good. And again, they all can, they all can vibe off of them. Yeah. Get loose stuff like that. You know, I usually get loose like, hey, you know what I'm saying? I'm from there. I'm from there. So, I know all that, you know. So yeah. yeah. So that's 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 that's, that's, a, that's a straight free game from the A to B president. Wow, wow, wow! That's always gonna be. That's always gonna be it. Okay. So now when I come to the games and I and y'all win, I'm gonna bow, bow, bow. Yeah, you gotta do that. Bow, bow, bow. Hey, I'm gonna get you. Okay, don't fall short. Just to list a few. 2006, you were SEC All Freshman yeah, Freshman yeah. Team. Yeah. Uh, 2009, where SEC first team. First team first, and then I, the first first team on SEC, 2010, or second team on SEC. Mm -hmm. And yeah. also in 2010, you got your LABC yeah. award mm -hmm. for the Pete Maravich Player of the Year. Yeah. So, just listing a few of those, what was one of your favorite, most exciting college games? Yeah. Um, just one. You can um, give me a few. Well, well, well the, but the most exciting was my freshman year. Freshman year? When we, when we, um, of course, we went to find because I went to find four my freshman year as well, and that was a huge accomplishment because I was a freshman and I was just out of high school, so yeah. I went to National State. But uh, beating Duke, beating Duke University, beating JJ Red, and sending them home, man. Yeah. And, and then and then going to the Final Four, and then uh, and then and then going to the Final Four. That was that was, that was exciting because we did it in front of our family. Our moms wouldn't stand. It was in Atlanta, mm -hmm. so our moms didn't stand. My mom, my grandmother, my stepdad, everybody, my father. Everybody was in there. Everybody was in the stands. So we were, uh, all me, we baby, we baby, mom, everybody, Tyrus's mom, and everybody was on. Was it was at home. So that was my most exciting game. My best college game was probably Mississippi State in okay. 2009. 
dropped 43 and 15. Yep. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a loss in the soul. The goal, the, the goal was bigger than those. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? I was giving them, giving them work, you know, no matter what they wanted, what he needed. And, you know, and then I was tired. I was tired of my sister, my head coach, uh, Trent Johnson. I was tired. And I was like, coach, I'm not going to go He said, come on, horse. Come on, horse. I need you. Come on, I need you. Overtime, forty-three and fifteen. Oh yeah. Right on the road. Silence the whole crowd. It was a special moment. That was that was one of my best as far as scoring games. Scoring an all-around game at forty-three and fifteen rebounds, probably like six assists. Oh yeah. Oh, I was on. Oh, you was on fire. You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about. I was on fire. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm going to close this out. Would you let them know who's running the game? I'm T. Mitch and I'm running the game.